I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. And there's a lot to discuss. As tends to be the case on Mondays, we have some stunning polling about Donald Trump, Joe Biden. We're going to dive into that momentarily. Are they hitting the panic button over at the DNC about Biden's future here? Is they, Have they actually said it is time for the break the glass plan? You know, are they getting down to funny people will say are they at defcon 5 well, that would be like no big deal defcon 1 would be nuclear war the really big deal but are they at like two or three right now in terms of the politics here are they a little concerned about joe biden we shall get into that um you also have gavin newsom vetoed a bill on friday that would take uh affirmation of child's gender identity into consideration when making custody and visitation decisions, which I think is an interesting story. We'll get to later. He he vetoed it because he believes it's already taken into account, just to be clear. So that's that's why this is on the radar. Really interesting study out of or poll out of Rasmussen. More than two thirds of American voters are worried that their country is turning into a police state. Um, and, and I, I have a particular view on this, and I think that in the era of the four simultaneous Trump felony indictments, uh, we have to look at this and, and take this all very seriously, but also as individuals and as Americans. This is increasingly a reality of day-to-day life here. Crimes that are just crimes because the government says so, or because you've upset the politics of, of, uh, the Democrats. That'll get you in a whole lot of trouble, you know, like parading inside the Capitol without a license. Um, but the stuff that makes everyone's lives difficult and costs lives day to day, the crime in cities and towns across America and the criminals who are conducting, uh, or, or committing those acts, Democrats take a very different, a very different approach to that, at least in terms of their philosophy. So we'll get into all that. But Clay, we, we've got to start here with these, these, uh, these numbers. Um, 
you know, it's, it's getting down to the wire. I'll say this. It's getting down to the wire about how long we can continue to have this discussion. Will there be some other plan to Joe Biden? I'm still st- at this point. I can't, you know, I can't change my bet. Right. So it would be, it I've would been, be totally unacceptable for you to just suddenly no. after six or eight months yeah. or whatever it is, just to suddenly bail. That said, there are a lot of people in Democrat circles who are worried. Let's look at these numbers, Clay. Washington Post ABC poll shows Biden trailing Trump nationally by 10 points. Now, this is an outlier. There are other national polls that show them effectively tied. Yeah. And if you, you know, told me, you got to tell me, you know, if I have no choice but to tell you what the most likely situation is right now, I think it's closer to tied than it is 10 points. But the fact that there is a serious poll out there that could show at this phase a substantial lead for Donald Trump. I mean, Clay, a real lead of two or three points at this point would should scare Democrats, right? Because um, what do you think they're making of this? And, and also the fact that uh, Biden is at a all-time low approval rating, 37%, 56% disapproving. Yeah, so... Again, I would just say when I saw this come out, I think it came out late Sunday, uh, Saturday night, like post midnight. I was watching, uh, USC and Arizona State football late night, like a, a, a deviant, co- crazy college football fan that I am. And I'm scrolling through my Twitter feed and boom, this Washington Post poll pops up and I immediately read it. And what I would say is significant about this buck is it feels to me like much of official Washington is starting to hit the panic button on Joe Biden. Because we've said this before on the show, but I do think it's important to think about the only rationale for Joe Biden to run in 2024 is that he beat Trump in 2020 and they think he'll win a rematch. If you told me, and I understand uh, the Trump people out there who are diehards, if you told me that it was going to be Nikki Haley or Vivek Ramaswamy or Ron DeSantis that were going to be the nominees, I think Democrats would bail on Joe Biden in a hurry because I think the, the age difference would be so compelling and so overwhelming. Here is, to me, when I look at these numbers, I, I do think that there probably is, look, if Trump's going to win by 10 points, then uh then... Look, I I would love for that to happen. I think there's a 0% chance by the time we got to an election that Trump could beat Biden by 10 points. I do think what's happening, Buck, is right now everything is a referendum on Biden. And the goal of the Biden administration and the entire 2024 campaign is going to be to try to make 2024 a referendum on Trump. And usually what are elections with incumbents about, Buck? The incumbent, right? Usually it is, hey, has this guy done a good enough job to continue to be the representative, to continue to be uh, the president of the United States, senator, governor, whatever it is? And right now the answer is Biden hasn't done a good enough job. The only way they win is if they can make it a referendum on Trump, because I do believe that they are confident that they can get a lot of people to show up and vote against Trump, not for Biden, against Trump. And I think this is one of those things where you have to to go back in and say, just have you ever seen, and I, I, I like to ask this question because I think it, it it's clarifying in many ways, Buck. You ever seen anybody in a Biden hat? 
You ever seen anybody walk around in a Biden t-shirt? You ever see anybody who was like a diehard Biden guy or girl anywhere in the country? Because I have it anywhere. There, there's a, I don't remember his name. There's a comedian who part has a bit where he says there's no Biden merch, which is yeah. true. Yes. No, no one, no one rocks a Biden t-shirt and correct. thinks that it's cool. There is no Biden. It's a hundred percent correct. And so it's not a Biden vote. It's an anti-Trump vote. And so what I wonder, and this is the thing I've been talking about for a few months now is at what point do the Democrat power brokers as they are, Again, the Washington Post had a top column to say Biden shouldn't run. Now they're bringing out a column that says Biden is a 10-point underdog in a head-to-head against Trump. It comes out simultaneously with this uh with this poll from NBC News which shows Biden hitting an all-time low. Buck, I grabbed some of the data. Listen to some of this off of the uh Washington Post poll because I read it and I was like, I can't even believe some of these numbers. Uh would you describe the, 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 what your view is as excellent, good, not so good, or poor. Food prices, 8% said excellent or good. Gas or energy prices, 12% said excellent or good. Incomes of average Americans, 21% said excellent or good. Uh, and for Joe Biden, the bo- situation at the border buck, 23% approval. 23%! That is unbelievable to be that bad. 30% on the economy. When you look at the numbers that are really upsetting people here in terms of the economy, I saw something today that said, uh, it was a stat that said that even for people who are making $150,000 a year in this country, I saw that a third of them are living paycheck to paycheck. Yes. A third of people making 150 grand are living paycheck to paycheck. I mean, I mean, I lived paycheck to paycheck when I was making 40 grand a year. I remember what that was like to be living paycheck to paycheck at 150. Yeah. Um, means that people are really feeling the pinch because that's, that's energy prices. That's rent. That's housing. That's, you know, they're, they're, they're not, you know, making the kind, they're not making reckless decisions. I think all of a sudden it's just that people are having to pay more for the things that they really need. Credit card debt also going up very rapidly yep. right now. And as a country, I mean, someone I know who's a Wall Street guy once told me, he said, you have to remember, America is the greatest wealth generation machine in the history of the planet, which is, which is true. And it's interesting, yep. right? There's, we, our economy and the productivity of, the, uh, of, of America in general is such that we should be getting it should be the TV effect, right? We've all seen, you look at a TV, do you remember your TV when you were in college? I mean, it was like, oh, you know, yeah. It weighed like 200 pounds, was like three feet deep. You had to kick it if it went. Now we you got can a get 27 a... inch TV buck and we were like, this is living large in our dorm room. Oh, yeah. Like kicking back. Like this is unbelievable. Look how big this screen is. And, you know, like it took four of us to carry it. Right. You know, now you have 70 inch flat flush against the wall TVs everywhere. And, you know, they cost like you can get them for like four or 500 bucks now. I mean, they cost very little. Um, and that's just because things have gotten more efficient, you know, and, and less expensive and better. The problem is that some of these commodities, food, energy, there are policy decisions, most notably the massive government expenditures, um, and the inflation that it created that has resulted in this economic pain. And there hasn't been any accountability for it politically. 
And the Biden administration, you know, they just they just declared a whole bunch of land, uh, you know, off limits to drilling. They're doing all the wrong things in this environment, Clay, when people are having a hard time affording groceries and gas. I want to say a hard time. OK, maybe they can afford it, but they're running up that credit card a little more every month, yep. a little more every month. And for John Kerry to be traveling the world like some kind of maniac talking about how humanity is going to cause humanity's extinction because of CO2 while he's flying everywhere on private jets. There's a massive disconnect here, and Republicans need to speak to it. Yeah, and that's why I looked at the 9% approval when it comes to uh, uh, to food prices. People understand that. That's why I keep saying, go through the drive through of a fast food restaurant and look at what it costs you now. So when the Biden people are trying to sell, well, inflation is back down to 3.7% or whatever the heck it is, and they're trying to say it's not so bad, the baked-in cost is huge. What you are paying for your groceries, what you are paying for your fast food meals from one year to the next to take care of your family, that money never comes back. And so that is where I think there's a great deal of anger. Now, here's the question. And this is the one that I keep hammering, Buck, because I do think it's so interesting of a question. If 60-some-odd percent of Democrat voters are saying they don't want to vote for Joe Biden, will anyone, we talked about this last week, will any Democrat that has an existing office, right, somebody who has a platform, somebody that has an actual audience, will any of them announce they're running? Because if one person did it, Buck, I think a bunch more would jump in and I think Biden would announce that he's not going to run for re-election in 2024. I think all it would take is one person. I don't know who that person is, but I think as soon as Biden got challenged by one guy or girl out there of a substantial nature, then I think there would be a, a bunch of people running. Nobody wants to be the first, but I think there are a lot of people inching more and more towards that line. And I think Biden would would, would announce that he's not running. Because I don't think he could win a contested primary. I really don't. I just the the timeline here becomes so yeah, condensed. Yeah, it's, it's tight now, no and, doubt. And I think I think also um, you have to look at this as there's all this messaging that has existed up to this point. I mean, good old Joe Scarborough over at MSNBC. I mean, there's a lot of people who are saying Biden's fit as a fiddle, doing yeah, just right. great. He's fantastic. The hard left turn that you would have to see here from the entire Democrat media apparatus to suddenly say, you know what? A primary is a great idea. Oh, no, that- what they would say, Buck, is, you know what? Joe Biden, he did everything that, I mean, that they would take the tack of, they would immediately pivot. I'm not saying yeah. they can't pivot. I'm just saying it would require a lot of them who have been saying Biden's great, he's fantastic to say, Biden cares more about the country than his own, you know, future oh, yeah. in the party. Oh, I and get all it. Stuff. Yeah, I, I don't, I just, I don't see it. But what do you think, folks? Anyone out there got a theory? 800-282-2882. Take notice of what my cell phone company, Pure Talk, did this summer for all the new customers alike. They upgraded their data plans for existing and new Pure Talk customers without increasing their monthly prices. Pure Talk added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. It's still just $20 a month for unlimited talk, text, and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. That's a great deal for everyone. Pure Talk cell phone service is impressive, and when you also consider their veteran-owned and employ an all-USA-based customer service team, it's a winning combination. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year 
while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Truth after truth, you can handle the truth. Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network iheart open your free iheart app and search the armstrong and getty show to start listening hi i'm michael rapaport and i'm kibi rapaport and together we're hosting rapaport's Rappaport's reality Reality Podcast. podcast we have a passion for reality tv and we're inviting you into our living room we're talking tea we're dissecting the drama and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today that is right reality tv is the greatest form of entertainment on television today here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast this is where we discuss all things reality tv all things popular culture and a little bit of Rappaport's reality the reality of bit. us we're a figuring bit. out and if we had been recording these last four or five days oh it, it would have been, Ooh, it been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. If you wonder what it's like to have no gag reflex, this is what it sounds like sometimes when you go on MSNBC and you decide that you have to praise Joe Biden to the ends of the earth. This is what Democrat strategist Cornell Belcher had to say about Joe Biden being way better positioned than Obama, and he has a great story to tell about his old age. Listen. If you look at where Biden is right now, he's not that dramatically different from where the pre- you know, president campaign, who I worked on, was at this time going into in 2011, right? Obama was running behind Mitt Romney. In a lot of ways, Biden is even better positioned than Obama was in the story that he has to tell because he does have a story to tell about regardless about his old age. You know, you know what his age and wisdom is, has been able to do? It's been able to move transformative pieces of legislation that no president has ever been able to do before. Okay, Buck, you said, will the chattering class, you know, have to chit? They'll just, they have no shame. 
I mean, to go on and argue that Joe Biden is better positioned and has a better story and his age is not a factor than Obama would be is pretty crazy. I mean, you can dislike Obama. He was a really talented politician. And also, he wasn't 80. Um, I, I, I just, I really feel like we are moving rapidly towards a oh crap moment for Biden. And it may be something that he does publicly that finally brings it into full, full discussion. It just feels like deja vu to me though, because I was among those who in 2020 during the primary for Democrats was saying, I mean, there's no way it could be Biden. Like that guy's a joke. And here we are. So, and people said, oh, he's going to have a malfunction on stage and everyone's going to see it. And he didn't. And here we are. Yeah. So I, I don't want to run the same, uh, run the same playbook here and think that the result necessarily is, is going to be different, um, or, or use the same analytic framework. That all said, look, it's, it's pretty much ready to go if Joe Biden decides to step down for any kind of a health reason. It would have to be, I think the question just becomes, do they think that they could make Kamala Harris, uh, it, you know, could she win if she were president, if she stepped into the role? That's where all the anxiety comes from. This wouldn't even be a discussion otherwise. But don't you think he's objectively worse than he was in 2020, though, when you hear him talk? Yeah, of course. I mean, way worse, right? Um, I think he's objectively worse. I, I also think that the Democrats are, all of their hopes are pinned onto this. He's running against Donald Trump, who is the most polarizing in their minds politician of our lifetime who is facing four criminal indictments. Yeah. That's their, that's their whole economy, healthcare, border. I think they believe that will all get swamped in that narrative, but we'll, we'll see. My pillows, my pillows close out sale prices on their percal sheets, not to be missed. Company comes through with great values for everybody out there. Uh, latest deal, queen size sheets, 35 bucks a set, twin size sets of my pillow. Just $25. This is a deal not to be missed. Save 65% or more on some of the most comfortable, durable sheets money can buy. Get hooked up right now. 60-day money-back guarantee. They want you to experience the sheets for two months' time just to make sure you find them as comfortable as so many others. Here's how you get hooked up. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the Radio Listener Special Square to get the MyPillow per Kel sheets. Enter our names as the promo code. Clay and Buck, you can also call 800-792-3269. That's MyPillow.com. Use the code Clay and Buck. Get hooked up with these awesome sheets today. Looks like it's going to happen. The debate between Governor Ron DeSantis and Governor Gavin Newsom. It will be on Fox News on November 30th. So something to look forward to there on the calendar a ways out. I actually think it'll get uh good ratings for a number of reasons. One of them is primary hasn't really been a whole lot of anything these days on the Republican side. Um, we're not hearing much about RFK Jr. either on the Democrat side. He, he had a moment for sure, but the numbers aren't really budging on the Republican side. Uh, you can say Trump is up roughly 50 points. I mean, that's effectively... That's kind of the back of the napkin math average that I would give it. And that doesn't look like it's something that's likely to, to sit, I think it's highly unlikely that that would change anytime soon. So that allows us to focus kind of earlier than we had anticipated. It's almost like, uh, you know, if you're going into a tennis major 
and you think you're going to have a couple of really tough matches to watch in the semis and the and the you know the quarters and the semis, and you have like two players pull out for injuries, and now everyone's sitting around like, yeah, that final's going to be amazing because there's really not a whole lot to get into in the primary at this stage. That may change. There's a Fox uh business Fox Business Channel debate on Wednesday, which we'll be talking to you a lot about this week. It, look, it's interesting to have these discussions about what's happening policy-wise. We're getting to know some of the future, I think, of the Republican Party politically, regardless of the outcome of 2024. But back to Biden stuff for a second here, Clay. We didn't play this, right, about the 60% of Democrat primary voters? No. Sometimes forget this. Yeah. 60% of Democrat primary voters, this is cut three, say, well, I'll let you hear what they say. Play it. We asked primary voters on the Democratic side, do you want options next year besides Biden? 59% said yes, they do. This is not a normal number for an incumbent. We asked the same question a year before Donald Trump sought re-election of Republicans. Only 37% wanted more choices then. That's a very high number. It raises the question to what else concerns Democrats. And I think this gets to sort of the elephant in the room here. Biden's age and fitness, almost three out of four in our poll. This is Democrats, Republicans, independents say it's a major or moderate concern for them. Yeah, well, this is why this is why, Buck, let's pretend we're evil geniuses. All right. We're evil Democrat geniuses. And all we want is for our guy or our girl to end up president of the United States. This is the argument like I just keep coming back to in my head, Buck. If you let's say you are let's use Pritzker, this uh, uh, billionaire governor of Illinois, right? He has all the money he could possibly need. Uh, he's already been elected twice now, so he's you know serving out his final term. If he wants to be president of the United States, then his platform is okay. You wait and you run in twenty eight, but if you wait and run in twenty eight, then you have to somehow get over and past Kamala Harris in the identity politics laden Democrat primary uh and she's a black woman and you're a white guy it's actually easier to run against the old white guy and win the nomination when there's only a couple of people potentially running to me in 24 than it would be to win as a white guy running against a black woman as the favorite when there might be 20 democrats that are running in 28 i look at everything from a game theory and probability perspective If your goal is to be president of the United States, there's actually a huge advantage for Democrats to move. And you can point to polls like these, which say, hey, 60 percent of Democrats want somebody else. Now, maybe you lose. And, you know, then then your concern is, oh, you you've upset people in the DNC, everything else. And I get that if you're not independently wealthy. But if you're a billionaire like Pritzker, why do you care? Like, if you want to be president of the United States, go for it. Well, I think that. He, he will run in the next cycle and why not run at this phase? Because he won't even with a billion. Look, Mike Bloomberg was a billionaire and he yep, tried sure. as a Republican and he got nowhere. Okay. So yep. just having the money to run and spend doesn't mean a darn thing. Jeb exclamation point spent a yeah. hundred million dollars and got a delegate. If we all recall what happened back in 2016, uh, it was a very expensive exclamation point. So <laughs> what you see here, I think is uh, Democrats are circling 
in case that, you know, the party machinery would have to make this decision. Um, you know, the Obama advisors we've talked about, the people in the White House who are running the day to day, they would have to make this decision. Joe Biden, and I've seen that even Democrats admitting this, they don't think that Joe Biden will step down under any circumstances whatsoever. Yeah. This is who Joe Biden is. Look at, we talk about the Fetterman effect a fair amount, right? Which I think was something we've coined here on the show, which is people will vote for somebody no matter how incompetent or how incapable of doing the job they are if they're the right party. Look at Feinstein, though. Feinstein held on to that job, Clay, to the point where, you know, you know it's it just, yeah, she's now gone. I mean, you know, she's mentally gone, effectively. She cannot function uh, and needs round-the-clock care. She never resigned. She never said, I've had too much. So I don't think Joe Biden, while he's a president, while he's in the Oval Office, is going to decide on his own. So it would have to be the machinery around him. The reason I think that Pritzker and others don't necessarily get into it is they know there's a lot that goes into running that if all this stuff is against you, you're not going to be able to make a dent. You know, if the Democrat machinery, if the DNC, if all the networks, if all the newspapers think that you, look, look what they've done to RFK Jr. Yeah. I mean, they've treated him like an evil Republican, which is funny because he actually is a Democrat. If you listen to him, he's just really good on COVID. And now he's talking about running as, and also the border. Uh, he came out and said, we have to solve everything going on at the border. And now RFK Jr. is talking about running mm-hmm. as a libertarian which would actually be, I think, harmful to Trump more yes. so than it would be harmful to. And I, well, this I, is I don't the other part the full, of it too. Yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're making this assumption. We're so early on in this process, and like I said, if you had told us a year ago, hey, Buck Clay, what are you guys going to be talking about September of 2023? Be like, oh man, you know, who's getting ahead in this state or that state in the Republican primary? We didn't think it would just be like Trump is lapping. The competition, you know, if you watch Formula One, I mean, they have to get out of the way because he's just going faster and faster all the time. Um, So that means that there is a little bit more of a focus on the future of things. I did think this was kind of uh, this was kind of a moment. Do we have Scarborough um, talking about why there's anti Kamala Harris? chatter right now do you see oh we do we do have this did you see yeah. this one Claire? yeah yeah i saw that this scarborough is uh also has no gag reflex like Kamala. <laughs> so, so here here is joe scarborough calling out the real reason that people don't like kamala harris he says play clip five but it's always like kamala what about kamala what about her? Uh, well, there's sort of this undercurrent, like she's black and she's a woman, and that's why people don't like her, because she's a vice president, and what are we going to do? We need to change her. And I just go, where were you when Dan Quayle was vice president? And let me tell you, she. you talked about David Ignatius. Obviously, David is, is not writing this because she's a black woman. No. David, David, oh my is, gosh, no. David is hearing this mm-hmm. because everybody else is worried. That she's a black woman somehow, and they're not. Then America's not going to vote for a black woman. First, like, it's amazing to see what is to me the the opposite of reality. Kamala Harris's greatest political assets are that she is a woman and she is a minority. Those those are the Joe Biden when he was picking a Supreme Court justice declared he would only pick a black female Supreme Court justice. Joe yes. Biden, when he was picking a vice president, effectively declared, we all knew he's going to have a woman, and if he could, a woman who's a minority. So the notion that this is some tremendous obstacle now 
is this completely crazy to me? I used to hear this, Clay, during the Obama years, too. People would say, oh, the reason Obama's poll numbers are low is because of, of, of racism in this country. And I sit there, I'm like, Obama won two terms. Obama absolutely annihilated both Republicans that he ran against and actually had a really weak economy, but still won in re-election. And, and everybody was celebrating, uh, particularly his first term that he's the first black president of America. And we're told that the bad, the bad poll numbers at any time are because of racism. Are we really going to play this game? Joe Scarborough is playing this game with Kamala. Well, and again, this is what I think will become a major talking point in 2028. That's looking toward the future, which is why when I see now this opportunity to run against an old white guy, it, the game theory of me, probability analysis of me just says now is the time to go. By the way, too, circling, you start off the segment. It is so weird that Gavin Newsom wants to debate Ron DeSantis. Let's not underrate how crazy this Wait, is. Why is it? I don't think it's weird at all. Why do you think this is weird? In the middle, on November 30th, six weeks before the first votes are cast Clay. in uh, in in January, Clay. that These he wants to have are... a debate against a Republican primary contender, and he's just a random governor of, of California? He's not a random governor. He's America's suavest, <laughs> most handsome governor. Six foot four of pure American I mean, what American I'm saying patriotism. is, you, I, love, I love the Gavin Newsom uh, voiceover, uh, because I really do think <laughs> of him as Keanu Reeves now, but... It's like he's circling, desperately trying to get called up. Clay, you, you know, you ever watch people, on the sideline? Yeah, yeah, but Clay, these, yeah, yeah, yes, I, I know what you mean on the sideline, but you're, you're hoping the coach sees you. Are such few teams I played on, I was like, maybe he'll put me in if I lean over a <laughs> little I, bit more. If I stand closer Sticks. to the coach on the yeah. sideline, stand, maybe he'll see me and send me coach. in. Yeah, does not work. Does yeah. not work. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Um, Clay, these people are narcissists at a level that is hard for normal people to comprehend. Gavin Newsom, he's a very rich guy. You know, he's a powerful guy. State of California's fifth largest economy in the world. He runs it. Gavin Newsom, the only thing that gets this guy excited is power and attention. That's it. Those are the only things that get this guy excited. That he, even not running, would be able to be on this national stage and make the case. He is setting the stage to be the leader of the Democrat Party going forward. More even than just being a candidate in 2028, he is setting the stage to be the standard bearer. And so for him, I think, I mean, it makes, yeah, you're right. It's weird under normal political circumstances, but no one cares about the primary right now on the Republican side. Well, I think it's going to be so fascinating to watch. You're right. Uh But... If if Biden is there's a hundred percent chance in my opinion that Gavin Newsom secretly hopes Trump wins because then that kneecaps Kamala and 2028 is totally a free reign right you can look at because if Biden wins let's presume that Biden actually manages to finish his term which I question whether he'd be able to do purely from a health perspective I don't understand how any of these white guys are going to be able to get past Kamala Harris based on the whole sexist and racist aspects of identity politics which have taken over the Democrat party. That's what I that's what I can't like I think they're more blocked in 28 than they would be in 24. I I also think that um well the numbers for Kamala look look pretty bad if she were to be in a matchup against against Trump so that brings us here but you know there there is a little bit of a wild card situation where for, you mentioned third party candidate that could change everything. And that's yep. very easy, very possible that could happen. 
And then beyond that, the four indictments against Trump, you know, I, I don't, I don't, we don't talk about it that often. There's a real chance, a chance that you may have Trump found guilty of a felony next year. And what does that do? Well, they think to, that that guarantees them the, the win. That's right. their, that's their Trump card. So and, and so in that case, does it matter if Kamala is the candidate yeah. in their minds? That's where, that's what we got to figure out. We'll take some of your calls here. So I'll light up those lines, 800-282-2882. If there's one place that needs an infusion of energy and stamina this week, it's on Capitol Hill. There's likely to be some long nights there this week, or there should be. Stamina and energy, you know, because they're trying to figure out the debt ceiling situation. Stamina and energy in a guy's body comes from healthy levels of testosterone. And that's one thing most guys don't have enough of. There's a study that actually depicts that the average guy today has half the testosterone their fathers or grandfathers did 50 years ago. The solution comes from chalk, spelled with a Q, as in C-H-O-Q. Their male vitality stack set of supplements includes a leading ingredient, found to increase diminished testosterone levels by 20% in three short months. That's an increase you will feel and benefit from both in energy and in focus. Get yourself set up with Chalk and get yourself a subscription to their male vitality stack for yourself. Chalk.com is the website. C-H-O-Q.com. Save 35% off your subscription for life when you use my name, Buck, in the sign-up process. That's Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com, and use my name, Buck, for 35% off. You don't know what you don't know, right? But you could on the Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. 
Listen to more than a movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We're going to talk about some of the things that Senator Robert Menendez said. Spoiler alert, he's refusing to step down, uh, despite the fact that he and his wife have been arrested on multiple felony charges related to bribery. I spent a lot of time over the weekend. I wanted to read up on this. And so I've got some interesting analysis, and I just keep coming back to how similar it all is to exactly what Hunter Biden did. But we have a bunch of people who want to weigh in uh, so far on the first part of the show. Let's start in Cavalier, North Dakota. James, what you got for us? Hey, uh, yeah, they've painted themselves into a corner with Kamala. She's a historic figure. She's a woman of color, and if they throw her away and put somebody else in there, I think they're going to reap the whirlwind. Uh, I gr- thank you for the call. Look, this is what we talked about. This is why it can't be Gavin, it can't be Gavin Newsom, you know, para drops in from on high and takes over. It can't happen. Well, this is why I would rather, if I were Pritzker or Gavin Newsom or any other white guy, I would rather take on Joe Biden in 24. I mean it. Than I would Kamala in 28 because there'd be fewer people running and Clay, you eliminate the race and sex angle. From the perspective of that individual, that might make, you know, I, I could see that. And I did say that they're total egomaniacs, which yeah. I, I will recall that is, that is true and that is real. Um, but you know, you'd be seen as a spoiler. Yeah. Imagine if you do that. Imagine you're Pritzker, you run against Biden, you spend a hundred, two hundred million dollars of your own money running a primary against Biden in a condensed period of time. And then for some reason, Donald Trump ends up beating Biden by just the small, the smallest margin. You know, there will be, and you got to remember when you're a billionaire Democrat, you know what you really care about? What people say about you. I just, I, I get that. I, I don't, this is the thing that gets me so fired up. Am I Buck just the weirdest person on the planet? I don't care what people say about me now. He didn't, ask, were, he didn't let me answer. That was it. If I were a billionaire, <laughs> the idea that I would sit around worrying about what people said about me, I just, I, I don't get this, this compulsion to really be that concerned about it. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of people who are very wealthy and very concerned with what other people think. That's, that's a common, a common reality, unfortunately. So I just would, I, I can't imagine being so rich. Like that, like J.B. Pritzker. I, I, I mean, imagine you're Pritzker, though, Clay, and the narrative turns into you cost Joe Biden. The, the, you know, the insurrectionist Donald yeah. Trump, blah, 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 is president because of you. It ruins you for the next time. It ruins your reputation. So it's not like it's cost free. Look what they've done. There. They were interviewing random members of RFK Jr.'s family. Like, hey, you know, do you hate your, like, second cousin? They're like, yes, we hate him. Like, it was horrible, but that's what they do. It is very funny. It is very funny to, like, go interview other members of the Kennedy family to get them to take shots at RFK Jr. That makes me want to vote for him more, uh, honestly. Uh, All right, we come back. This, uh, This ridiculousness surrounding Menendez, gold bars, Mercedes, $400,000 in envelopes. You know who it reminds me of, Buck? Hunter Biden. Let's talk about it. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 